Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Pretty good, everybody. Got a little sick over the weekend, but uh, everybody's uh, looking a lot better now. But uh, yeah, it was. It's. Uh, I will say this before I send it back to you, JT. It's both of our kids' birthdays today. It is. Was it? They both uh, full trip around the sun one more Same time. Day. Yep. And uh, yeah, yours is two. I've got a shirt that literally says toot toot. I'm two with a train on it that I will be hammy down to you along with the gift we got him. So oh, there we go. There <laughs> so we go. Very nice. We'll probably just keep that rolling. Like each year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the shirt says he's three. No, he's three. Yeah. Now he's three. There we go. So yeah, we went out to a uh, little froyo to kind of celebrate tonight with uh, the grandparents and stuff and but yeah it was good um solid weekend and i've got a four-day weekend coming up so unfortunately due to columbus day which i could just you know let's not get into that but let's punt a holiday if we're if we're <laughs> wanting to that'd be the one yep but um not much baseball to talk about we can you know brag about uh, who won who lost fantasy wise but um it was me i'll just yeah. say that yeah but right. I'll, I'll, hey springer really tried for for your team he did that's a good um, i was gonna say a little rant here uh, i'll give it real quick um going into saturday i had i think 10 starting or no i had 10 starting pitchers i hit 10 on that day with shane baz and I got one quality start out of my 10, my 10 pitchers. And um, I would think, you know, like everybody else, well, I just unloaded on a quality or I unloaded pitchers. I, I should win some categories. No, I didn't even win strikeouts. Um, I, all of my pitchers decided just to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> like every single one streamed, I streamed. So I put it in two categories. So I was like, I'll play the middle ground here. I'll pick every pitcher who's playing that I need to lose for the mayors to do well in real life so if they all get shelled the mayors will make the playoffs but if they dominate and the mayors don't make the playoffs at least i'll do well in fantasy and my team split it right down the middle just with crappy so the mayors did well but the mariners handled it so they didn't make the playoffs so i was like wow i really couldn't get either of these two things so yeah i unloaded on, i loaded up on uh, boston pitchers nick pavetta what's up blew up against the orioles that looked like crap Got some, some so loaded up on them and uh, some other pitchers from other teams, and it did not work out well for me. Uh, my offense didn't really come to life, but you know you can't really do much about that. But uh, pitching, I thought I could compete a little bit. I just needed to win a couple categories, but no, they decided to just take a collective dump. And then the other league, we're also playing each other. I have five of the same pitchers in the other league, and I dominated <laughs> pitching in that league. So I don't really understand how both of those things happened, but. Um, it was really infuriating on both ends. I was like, well, I think I should do, no, no. The one league I needed the pitching to do well, they didn't do well, but the one league I needed, no, no, that couldn't. It was, it was, uh, it was a week, but it, it happens. You know, my offense just in either league just could not get anything done. So it is what it is. I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you. Um, as far as your ESPN league, the one that, you know, actually was for first place. Yeah. Um, that was just a roller coaster of a season for me. I feel like the first half, all I did was tie or lose. 
and then all-star break came around and all I did was win or tie. And I squeaked into the playoffs. And I was like, I don't even know what to expect. Let's just, and there's not much to pick up. You know, everyone's pretty on top of it in that league. And I didn't have much um, fab to throw, <laughs> throw around. And so I was like, let's just try to be savvy and stream a little bit here and there. And, and it just kind of worked out head to head is really funny that way. Um, and you can really take advantage of one week. Yep. Um, so that's well, what makes it fun, but that's what makes can, it frustrating. Can we say that at one point in the beginning of the year, me and you, you were in last and I was in next to last. I think we're about like seven weeks in the season. And it goes to show people like, especially in head to head, don't give this up because me and JT were the last two seeds to qualify. And the two people who are the one, two seeds, the absolute juggernauts who had to play week one. I think they were combined. Like one of them only lost two games. The other one lost like four games all season, like out of 44 games, they lost like six games. And I remember texting you JT. I was like, well, we're up against the two juggernauts and we both kind of slaughtered the <laughs> slaughtered them in the playoffs. And I was like, well, and I beat Eric, one of the two, the, the guy who only lost two times during the season. I was like, I so I knew I could beat him. And then I beat him again. I was like, okay, this is the thing. And I see I'm playing you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. And uh, it went down. Me and you, I think, after the All-Star break, only lost two games between the two of us. And yeah. it was, we were, we were, we were coming on. Like it was, it was like, we were rocket ships, man. We were coming straight to the top. So it was a, uh, it was pretty fun to watch the, the second half season. We were clearly the best two teams by the second half of the year and someone had to win and someone had to lose. So. Yeah. I really look at it and I must've like, not knowingly, but I can really break down the whole fantasy season for this team in just quarters, like the first five weeks, Oh, and five, the next five weeks. So it was kind of like uh, two wins, two, two ties and a loss. And then, Lots of ties, couple went, and then all of a sudden it was just like things were clicking, and um, it's it's really interesting, and it's not really anything that my team did. I just I really enjoy this league for being an auction league. Yeah, uh, really shaping the team how you want it, and I think I just had to like go through growing pains and and health. Uh, issues could tell Marte just being injured Springer being injured almost all year. I mean that's a lot of um, auction value money tied up in those types of players there um, so hey it's a grind but it's, it was a ton of fun as far as yeah the other one goes that was just for who gets to ha have their say in uh, what draft pick next yeah, year Yeah, draft pick. i just think it was evil that you made me bench wander franco at the end of the year like i mean i couldn't play him over anybody else but still it was just like oh my gosh that was evil you made me decide like you know how many times i flipped between like wander franco i'm like do i play correa no do i i gotta play harper i mean <laughs> is it, i got a force 420 ops or on base percentage i'm like but then i gotta play springer judge hanniger and has like 40 home runs I, I can't bench otani is 46 like like oh my gosh i can't just play wander franco like you have no idea how much that springer dropped like challenged my soul of like who do i play all week and then of course none of them showed up anyways so it didn't really matter. it didn't really matter but springer did a little bit but yeah springer had the best week for you yeah. ironically i was gonna say like that was that was actually interesting he had like over 500 obp on the week he just I probably should have played wander over correa to be honest but 
I, I went with the guy that got me there. So yeah. So no, no shame in that. But it's it's good to be uh, done with uh, fantasy baseball. It's it's my favorite fantasy sport, but it's always nice to have an off season kind of exhale. I see a lot of Twitter, like just everyone's being accountable on how they did on the season, and um, a few of like, oh, you know, I, I started off season work a month ago. It's like, oh god, yeah, because I think that's your job, but I think the average person is gonna take yeah. a little bit of time off and enjoy the at least the MLB playoffs. So, um, but with that being said, um, I think that's kind of wraps it up for our baseball season. Yeah. So we probably won't be much, mentioning much until like, well, hopefully CBA goes well. And, uh, but yeah, not till like January, February, we can start doing some preseason rankings and, and uh, start talking shop, but we transition over fancy football now. Yeah, yeah, I, I am uh, the 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 league that has or the sport that has more luck involved, so that makes it a little bit harder to actually like to game plan for. But uh, I will say, um, I had a debate, or I guess we'll start with this first. Some some injury news: David Montgomery will not require. He had a pretty nasty uh, injury during the game, um, but he won't be out for the rest of the year. But he is going to miss this next month um, for sure. He hypersented his knee. So um, Damian Williams is his backup. I don't think he's worth a fantasy pickup. Or, well, he's worth a fantasy pickup, but like, don't go ham for that because, again, Montgomery's going to come back, and so is Cohen. And with um, the move to um, – now I can't remember his name. Um, the Ohio State quarterback. Um, the court, man. You know what we're talking about was the Niners one, and that's what's taking my yeah the the quarterback for the Bears. Oh my gosh, drawing a blank here, but um, running running quarterback, he's not he's not gonna. I feel like he's gonna be taking off more rather than the designed runs. Um, what is his freaking name, JT? Like what? This is terrible. Not Trey Lance. If I just say Trey Lance enough, it's not him. It's it's not. He was terrible in this game. What is his name? I'm I'm not gonna. Justin Fields. Wow. Fields. Okay. I should know it. Jeez. Justin of all people. Like, yeah. but yeah, like, I can't believe that it took me that long to remember his name. I'm own him in a league for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> so I can't believe it. But, um, uh, yeah. Chris Carson did not practice the Seahawks who honestly has been a huge disappointment. I've listened to that guy fully. Um, DK Metcalf was a little, was a little hobbled. I'm looking at, uh, so was Tyler Higby. Um, tight end for the rams but none of these guys are like out these are just like nicked up none there wasn't a ton of like huge injury news other than jimmy garoppolo i don't know why you're starting jimmy garoppolo but if you were um it looks like he's a game time decision um i would not be starting Trey lance either so i would avoid both of those conversations the one that is i don't know it's it's a kicker a uh, robbie gold uh his injury is a little bit more serious i believe he was placed on yeah, he's placed on injury reserve, so that's usually a pretty good kicking team because Cliff King, or uh, Shanahan's pretty conservative with his kicking, so he will kick a little bit more than he probably should. So having the 49ers kicker is not bad, but if you're if they're getting a kicker off the waiver wire or off the scrap heap, they might not be as apt to kick. So that might be like be weary if you're doing that. I would probably go with a different team and more established kicker. 
Any other news, JT, you see? Teddy Bridgewater, concussion. Oh, yeah. Um, so not that he probably – he's probably, like, owned in Superflex mo- mace, like mainly, but in terms of what that does to, to Fant in the collection of wide receivers, um, probably not as high. Let's see what their matchup is. It's going to be against Pittsburgh, so – it's probably just, best that you don't <laughs> you don't mess with that anyways. Yeah. But that that was the only other one that I oh, uh Daryl Henderson too. I uh, got nicked up a little bit and he's got a ribs issue still um still too but uh no new update is like as in like he will for sure miss time yet but uh kind of one to watch as well. Um Sony Michelle had a pretty big fumble so I'm not sure Sean McVay is super in love with uh, that move in the backup. But if he does play doesn't play Sony has to kind of be the guy until he's not. So you can't really go to the well of anybody else back there. But um, if you have to, you can throw some like a couple of waiver bucks at one of those guys. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy on someone other than, than Sony Michelle. And then I guess just keep an eye on both wide receivers out of Tennessee. See how they, yeah, see how they go. If bounce back, but the AJ Brown. Just uh, even preseason, it was just like you're just hopeful, and now you're just like, man, um, seems like they're hiding a lot more than they're divulging. It's just not looking positive. Yeah, hamstrings can be uh, it can be a little um, a little tricky there too. So that one, that's one that might linger a little bit. So one to, one to be aware of, and unfortunately, I think. If those guys are out, it doesn't bode well for backup guys. It bodes well for Derrick Henry owners, and they're going to be feeding him even more rather than spread out to guys they don't trust as much, unfortunately. Um, For the next topic, what I want to talk about was I recently was – it's an interesting topic in general because it's one that delves into, like, how how do you do earlier? Because I talked about defenses and picking up somebody earlier or versus, like, watch out for a hot streak or someone who's going to regress to the mean. A lot of this comes in fantasy baseball with a couple years ago of Kyle Lewis was a big one where he was overachieving and he regressed hard. I would point, someone told me uh, after the Houston game a couple weeks ago that Sam Darnold was going to finish as a top 10 quarterback this year in fantasy. My response was, um, I don't think what he's doing is sustainable. And he then continued to score two more rushing touchdowns this week. My response is Sam Darnold leads the league in rushing touchdowns. He has as many rushing touchdowns as Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson combined. I don't think, call me crazy, that that's sustainable. Even on a team that has Christian McCaffrey, I don't see Sam Darnold continuing to run the ball on the goal line whenever you know Christian's healthy and all that stuff. I, I have a feeling that is going to drop off dramatically. He's, he's averaging more than a touchdown a game on the goal line, and they're all one-yard touchdown runs. He's refusing just to hand handing off the ball to any running back. I don't think a running back on that team has a touchdown r- rushing yet, other than Sam Darnold. Because I mean, passing wise, he has five touchdowns, has three picks. Like passing is just not there, and all advanced metrics pan out. So what I would say to someone like that is, while you want rushing quarterbacks, be wary of like at any moment if the rushing stops for Sam Darnold, his value falls off the cliff. Like if, if those rushing touchdowns stop, he's, his value is no more. And 
I see too many people buying into like guys who get a couple goal line carries here and there. Various positions are like usually running backs or tight ends or something like that. Like we see this with tight ends a lot where it's like, oh, this guy got two two touchdowns. I better run to pick him up and spend a lot of fab. And I would be like, look, if you can get a Sam Darnold and hold on to him, because he does, they do play a pretty weak schedule. They play a third place schedule in the, in the South. And it's a pretty weak division. I, other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't really buy the Saints too much. I would say like, you could throw a couple bucks, but don't be going after Sam Darnold like someone like, right. Cause right now he's like the fifth quarterback in the league. I, I do not treat him as in like, he will continue this trend, please please like he was he's statistically never been a great quarterback and buying this based off of rushing touchdowns i would uh i would advise steer clear any thoughts jt yeah it really seems like that wide receiver three deep threat that just had a two touchdown game like i don't see this being a consistent thing you can rely on week to week um it's it's great if you if you lucked into it and, and you started him or, or you, you know super flexed him but that is that is rolling the dice and i would not advise it that is living dangerous <laughs> like, like it's, it's still early strategy. in the year it's still early in the year when you know oh so you and the fifth and sixth ranked quarterbacks in the league are sam darnold and daniel jones like, like, let's be very clear. Josh Allen's comment, Lamar Jackson, they're all ahead of Lamar, Josh Allen, Stafford, Russell Wilson, like Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. Like it, it's coming like that. It's not going to continue, but like, I'm not all for like, if you want to pick them up or you have something and someone's really high on a Sam Darnold trading a Sam Darnold, because now is the point where I would trade him but a lot of people seem so keen on, like I talked about, like with, with defenses, like get that guy early. Yeah. Get that guy early. But if it's not a defense, cause defenses have no real trade value. If it's a guy, don't be afraid to pull the trigger on um, trading a guy. I did the opposite in a fantasy baseball league where I picked up a guy. He was hot. I traded the other guy thinking the guy was going to stay hot and it bit me in the butt. Cause the guy I kept got ice cold real fast. And I should have kept the guy who kept producing all year and was a top 100 player. And I did not, I kept the guy who finished way below. So I would say if you have a Sam Darnold, you need to trade him and understand that, like try to sell the fact that these rushing touchdowns are going to continue with no Christian McCaffrey when we both know they won't. So uh, hopefully you can snag a snag a deal there, but that would be, that would be my advice in, in this situation. How about like a similar vibe? But maybe a different outlook. Cordero Patterson, the way he's being used on a horrible Atlanta team, but the game script is going to favor just them using their best players. Let's just put it that way. Well, he's, he's a wide receiver and running back eligible in some leagues. So he's right? available whenever, really. But he's only been averaging like six or seven rushes, maybe six or seven targets. Um, he does seem to be favored when they get into the red zone, but I don't, you know, they're probably not getting in the red zone too often. But it's really interesting. I mean, he's coming off a huge game in which they won against Washington. 
Um, but what do you would you would you lean towards trying to trade high? Would you just like okay, he's he's he didn't cost you anything. Hopefully, I don't think he even had to spend a waiver priority on him. But do you just kind of flex him out or? I see. He's interesting. I, the issue with him is it'd be easy to just write him off if he was just a wide receiver. The fact that he's RB eligible is a huge boost to his value because we see like a lot of these guys we talked Dalvin Cook was banged up Christian McCaffrey's banged up Henderson like I can go on and on for what running back so anybody who gets any sort of touches is super valuable and like you said like even if the game's out of hand he's technically also wide receiver so unlike other running backs he will stay in the game and keep getting touches because Atlanta's constantly out of games real fast so you'd be like, oh gosh, like because we see with their with their Mike Brown, their running back, he gets like almost has almost no value unless he scores because they're all out of the game so fast and they're constantly in passing situations. But he continues, Cordell Patterson continues to get this. I think you're right though, like talent wise, he's never been a guy. And after a certain point, teams are just so focused on the other two guys, Pitts and Ridley. At a certain point, someone's just gonna be like, stop Cordell Patterson, and he's not the guy. Once you are focused on stopping, that he's gonna be able to beat you he will come to a screeching halt real fast. I think if that's the case, if not, and they keep continuing to focus on Pitts and Ridley, he might be able to put up some value as a running at a running back position because just because it's so thin and he will get enough touches, but if, if they focus all on him, you're, it's going to be like, we're looking at ones and twos. <laughs> like he will get almost nothing. Cause like you said, he's get like 12 targets between the two, 12, 13, 14, like, as a running back, though, as wide receiver, 13 targets is money. As a running back, 13 targets ain't going to get you nothing. So it's you play the pros and cons. Yeah, you're running back now, so you need more targets than that. But I don't think he's going to get it. I think you've, you're right. You kind of got to see if you can. I wouldn't trade as low as Sam Darnold, but I would definitely look to, to trade him because I don't think his, back, David Montgomery. I don't think his value is going to be any higher than well, it is David now. Montgomery's. Sorry, my my video was playing on there. I don't know if you heard that, but I thought it was mine because it was, no, it was it was it was mine. I just went God, to a site yeah. I haven't, but if anyone watched or listened to uh, last week, Corbin, who's really into football right mode right now, he recommend recommended playerprofiler.com and they have routes run, which I thought was like a really nice statistic that usually you kind of have to. It's kind of a premium thing, but it was. I'm just trying to access it now, but I, what I am seeing on this site is opportunity shares. So percentage of total team carries plus targets. Um, so far this season, he has a 39% opportunity share. So he's, that seems like a very large percent when you kind of think about he owns 39% of like the plays like go through him. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up who, like how many targets we're talking about for this offense. Ridley has 42 pits, 26, and then there's Patterson with 22 in terms of rushing attempts. Davis has 49 and then there's Patterson with 27. Um, it's a nice little Swiss army knife. Well, I mean, just to show running. like on RB things like just with just with the targets I mean he's like the third most valuable running back in the league right now just some sheer points like he doesn't get as as much but just even getting partial like he has as many 
targets basically as Austin Eckler. And that's him. He's that's basically where a lot of Austin Eckler value comes from. And so like, if he can, that what's keeping him up here is the, the three touchdown game. Obviously he, I don't think he'll score that many pat receiving touchdowns, but like he, he those targets in the receiving, especially in those full point PPR leagues, like he, he'll, he could be kind of an Austin Eckler type running back. And there's some value there. He probably, he'll be an Austin Eckler light, but there, if he just gets like five, six targets a game and catches four of them, I mean, that's four points regardless. And there's some, I, as someone who has some struggles filling out roster spots for running backs in a couple of leagues, I'll take four points at this point. I don't know about anybody else, but man, it is out of uh, Chris Carson four times. Dude averages less like 10 points a game (laughs) for where I drafted him. That is not okay. (laughs) Out of uh, wide receivers, running backs and tight ends and both half and full PPR. He is seventh overall in terms of just fantasy points. Yeah. And that's the name of the game. Yep. Um, very, very interesting out of nowhere. He's had a really great first four games. Let's just, I guess, put it that Call way. Call what it is. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, move on. Um, any, any other things of note going on, thinking about after the first four weeks have completed? Um, I will say, I think, unfortunately, my, my theory has been proven, but to the detriment of myself, is running quarterbacks rule the roost no matter what. Jalen Hurts, the guy I thought you could get super late, is and has not played very well this year, according to advanced metrics, but in sheer volume and their Eagles have not looked good. He is still the third-ranked fantasy quarterback. It just is guys who run just are so valuable. And Lamar Jackson has been down on people. They've been just down on him all season. He's still the ninth-ranked running back. He's probably has not played even close to snuff of him. And like well, Sam, again, Sam Darnold has five rushing touchdowns and that has propelled him to the fifth quarterback. Like anybody who can get you any sort of rushing is still, I think, undervalued. Like it's still undervalued. People who are rushing quarterbacks, regardless of real talent, should go high. And I'm saying that as someone who's saying if Trey Lance keeps playing and doesn't have to worry about Jimmy Garoppolo, that's why, because if Jimmy Garoppolo is like kind of a maybe up in the air, but if it's Trey Lance going forward, I'm trying to get Trey Lance real cheap because he can be terrible throwing the football like Jalen Hurts. But if he runs even a little bit, that's really nice and cheap value for a quarterback if you're in desperate need of a quarterback. So I'm saying target Trey Lance because I think his time's coming sooner rather than later. All right. I just realized in this league, uh, someone owns him fields and uh oh gosh who's this uh baker mayfield are his three quarterbacks he isn't that person in my league has invested in the running quarterbacks uh to the t so yeah as of right now i don't see um any other real crazy like especially this week there's there wasn't a ton of like you have to get this guy you have to we're kind of at the point where it's sort of bad balancing out would you agree like there's nothing really like injury wise that really changed a lot this 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 week yeah this is kind of starting of this season where the dust is settling teams are kind of pretty much structured you can start looking at trades um to really change up your lineup because the waivers are going to be a whole lot more thin 
few and far between you might might just be able to snipe one more value if someone hastily dropped a player um, last week and the lineup's locked and they're on the waivers but otherwise um, it's kind of going to come down to either trades or really like really interesting matchup or yeah injury obviously creating opportunity um, kind of changing gears if you if you will after the first four weeks yeah yeah so don't freak out if someone's not if you spend a pretty high pick and they're not um producing like Allen robinson owners like myself but the quarterback switches does bring a little bit of worry to your um to your mind but still hold pat see how it plays out um but don't be afraid if you if you need something now might be the time because uh, value will probably increase once, like JT said, playing time is pretty much established now. And if some guys you think is going to get hot because the playing time is established, teams are set in minus a big injury. So this is the time to make your move. Agreed. I'm just trying to find maybe some uh, shout outs, interesting matchups. Um, and Anybody who plays Houston is an interesting matchup because wow, oh, wowie. Um, <laughs> like, um, the Bills, I mean, are good. Don't get me wrong. They, ha- they have good offense. They've been struggling a little bit this year. But, man, can they not cover anybody? So if you're playing Houston, um, seriously, like you need to be starting any guy, anybody that's playing on Houston. And if you own anybody on Houston, despite them, you know, Brandon Cook's owners, I'm so sorry, Ingram owners like myself, so sorry do not play. you can't really play them i have to play ingram because i just have literally nobody else gets touches at running back in one of the leagues but like brandon cooks i don't see how you start because even they're they were down by a billion early and they just mills can't get it done he can't get it to cooks it's the only weapon they have the other teams are aware of it i like brandon cooks but I, I, it's just not the year man i don't think right uh just popped in my head as i'm looking at maybe some quarterbacks to stream Taysom hill why isn't he eligible? I, I'm so familiar with baseball eligibility. It's very straightforward, clean cut, but like, could he? I mean, we've, I remember years past, there's been a wide receiver quarterback type player that was like fantasy relevant in the playoffs years ago. And it was Webb. It was from yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, the, pro- the problem with Taysom Hill is he still throws enough to be considered a quarterback, but doesn't do the other things enough to be considered their position. Um, I, I don't know the rules. I'm looking mainly at Yahoo of like how they're running back. I think it's where you line up. He lines up in the quarterback position, unfortunately. Direct snap. So yeah. And so he's not getting the ball handed to him. He's just straight up rushing it, unfortunately. So I don't think he's ever going to gain running back or wide receiver um, eligibility, unfortunately. Oh, well, so, um, so yeah, New England plays Houston, Miami plays Tampa Bay. So, I mean, like Jacoby Brissett, if you're in like a super flex, I mean, they've got to throw it to try to keep up with Tampa Bay. And so far, Tampa Bay's, um, you know, fantasy wise, given up a ton of points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. Um, I would start all of your Arizona Cardinals. I mean, obviously you probably are. But San Francisco, especially their passing defense, 
if you can, if they can, Kyler can avoid the rush, which is what his strong suit receivers and pass catching court running backs, uh, Chase Edmonds. That's uh, that's gonna they're gonna eat this week. That's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that was that's one because in the past the 49ers have been a been kind of scary to that, but this year they have definitely not. So I would be I'd be looking for that. Uh, anybody else strikes your fancy JT? I'm just thinking about we're just coming off talking about Seattle Seahawks previous to this podcast. I'm just like, well, just like I thought Osborne was going to have a big game against Seattle, maybe Van Jefferson Jr. does. Um, but nah, probably big dogs cut cup and woods are just going to eat and not leave much for Jefferson. Unfortunately, probably <laughs> that's, that's probably unfortunately. That's, but, I mean, you could, the deal is. I guess cars out there. I mean, like wide receivers have done well against Chicago's defense for fantasy. So, um, I don't know, Brian Edward. I mean, we're talking maybe more if you if you've got one of those uh, injured wide receivers, Brown or Jones, and they're not playing, or someone else becomes unavailable. It'd probably be more of a last minute game time pickup, but just kind of that's when you probably need to keep in mind the the more savory matchups. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. Would you go out and go get Damian Williams um, waiver or just kind of wait and try to? Uh, it depends. Is it if it's a waiver priority slot? No, like it resets my waivers for those that don't that don't know what we're talking about um, one through 12. If you get a guy, it moves down to the bottom of the lineup. I would not risk that much of a boost because that basically resets your whole your picking last of people in the league for someone like that. I would really want I know someone's going to play and play well, um, like a, like a running back, like Chubba Hubbard or something like that. That's going to get all the carries. It's going to be his, if it's a fab league, if it's on a scale of like one to a hundred, like you get a hundred points to start the year. I don't do more than $10 for someone like that because again, best case scenario is he's half of a running back getting like, I would say like 13 to 15 touches for four weeks. And that's not enough for, for me to like spend that much money. Because if I if I'm needing desperately needing a running back like that to save my season, I'm in trouble already. Because in one league, I am in trouble already. So uh, it's he's not going to save your he's not going to save your season. You need to make a trade or figure something else out. Yep. No, I agree. Um, tough to recommend tight ends. We say it every week, but I just want to challenge myself. So. Um, I know Gronk is questionable, I believe. Um, but that's really yeah, tough I, to like roll Gronk with. Gronk is is Gronk out out? He might be out because he punctured his lung. Oh, is that what it was? So uh, he was out last week. I don't know to the extent because people say punctured lung. It could be a lot of things medically, so I'm not sure exactly what that means. But uh, if it's truly a punctured lung, he will be out. So. Yeah, I'd hate to say like Brait as as a fill-in, but I mean he it's he's probably not the worst. It's not fast. the worst call, but there's just so many weapons or targets yes. on that team. It's hard to recommend a backup tight end. The tight end I really would recommend would be 
Dawson Knox, the way that Buffalo yeah. is scoring, and Buffalo needs to score. They're playing Kansas City. He has been a red zone machine, and he's had, was it, four touchdowns in the last three games. And, I mean, he's only getting more and more targets each week. Um, also kind of maybe, like, I'm still a fan of Max Williams, Conklin. I think he was kind of playing through some pain last week, but for Minnesota – just the way that they uh, they use the tight end. Even Ertz had a s- solid showing, you know, eight targets, six uh, catches for 60 yards. And you're just really hoping for a, for a touchdown, so that's kind of why I was leaning Knox. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think that's clearly the tight end to pick up of all tight ends this week. And honestly, he might even be fantasy ownable for the rest of the year. I think that's that's huge. Um, trying to see wide receivers wise um, who would be the guy to own oh uh jameson crowder if he's still available um first game back had a pretty good chemistry with uh zach wilson nine targets uh seven receptions 61 yards and a touchdown not crazy but again we're talking wave wire pickup week four after week four so could do a lot. Again, first game back has the talent. We've seen it before. He's a good wide receiver on some pretty bad teams. So if you put him with a young guy like that, I there's some upside there. Uh, I, I think uh, decent waiver money, actually. Pick him up and uh, stash him on the bench there if you need a wide receiver or flex. See what we can do in a couple of weeks. Because they'll be behind a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you... I mean, say you've got like Buffalo's defense and they're going against Kansas City. Would you rather like if you have the ability kind of bench them and maybe roll with like a New England defense? Yeah, you stay away from Kansas City's offense. I was looking at stats for them. They are almost as efficient, even a little bit more, depending on excuse me, what you look at as the 2018 offense, which was probably the best of the second best, most efficient offense in NFL history. They're going to score like it's it, the way that they're using things and doing things, it might not be like, oh, they're two and two or whatever, but they're good. They're not, they're not losing that because Patrick Mahomes and those guys are losing because the running back can't hold on a freaking football when it matters the most to the end of the game. Like they're going to score points. I stay away from them at all costs. At the flip side, I own their defense in a couple leagues. You get rid of that defense at all costs too. I need to move on from them and I'm going to this week in two leagues. So that defense is garbage. I'm looking at Arizona and um, playing San That's Francisco. That's who I'm picking up in one league. <laughs> yeah. yeah Arizona. That's who I'm picking up in one league, Arizona. Okay. Yeah, I mean, especially if Lance plays, um, he looked very rusty out there in the second half of the game for week four. Um, but for for the matchup in general, I mean, they're, they, they played very well against the Rams and um, – Another divisional opponent. They're at home. Um, that could be a, a solid fantasy point outing if you're kind of in a pinch. If if you're a streaming type of a defensive, you know, fantasy player as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably I think Arizona's for, definitely the defensive pickup of the week. Yeah, probably same for Prater on the same note. Kind of for if you're streaming kicker or whatnot. Yeah. If your kicker was Robbie Gold for some reason, yeah, Prater's probably the guy to go to. Yeah, for sure. 
think that I think that's it for we've got a pretty light week yeah it, it does feel like a definite change of uh mentality and kind of reprioritizing team needs and yeah it's we'll probably have more next week since things will probably get the dust will unsettle next week but uh yeah for right now it feels kind of like that's what we're kind of looking at right now so yeah cool so closing out i do have a dad joke all right let's do it why do fishermen do well at geometry i don't know why because they're all good anglers nice a fishing a fishing joke and a dad joke that's like a double dad (laughs) oh all right well that will do it for us um as always thank you for joining us we appreciate you listening take care be well and until next time see ya see ya